And we're back, Stripe Show podcast, on a Tuesday, straight up, 12 p.m. Eastern here in Florida. Now, some of you might be watching it live on Twitter. Some of you might be getting to this a little bit later on one of our audio platforms or on video on YouTube. We appreciate you being here. Uh, all things waste management, Phoenix Open, and uh, there's weather everywhere, folks, across the country. We saw it uh, last week uh, there on the Pacific, Pebble Beach, our man he got out of there, survived it, and uh, he's on site there in Phoenix, one of my favorite tournaments, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. But before we get to that, Keith, it's good to see your face. How windy was it on Sunday? Well, um, I mean, it was like, if you're an East Coast person, it was very much like a uh, like a Category 2 hurricane coming through. I mean, it was like 70, 80-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, wow. Um, it was uh, a, ton wow. Of, a ton of rain. Um, I mean, you saw a lot of those videos um, from either broadcasters or players um, that I mean, it's it's kind of hard to capture like 70 mile an hour winds with nothing in front of you. But like, I don't know, Hawaii. I mean, like it's that that lower part of the, the Monterey Peninsula or Carmel Bay where, where Pebbles situated points almost directly southwest. And that's where the wind was coming from. I mean, it just got battered. Um, mm. You know, everyone's like, oh, you know, like. They should have played. I'm like, I, like there were trees falling down on people's homes. Like, let's have a little perspective, folks. You know, 54 holes was fine. Um, Wyndham Clark is obviously a very worthy champion, and uh, he went and won the thing on Saturday. And kudos to him. Yeah, yeah. We're working to get Wyndham on. He's uh, he's been a, a fan of the show. He's been on uh, once before, and uh, I'm really curious to catch up with Wyndham. Not just because he won, just just the journey that he's been on. Um, with his game. I've talked about it, you know, on different shows with you, a, a guy that decided to go on his own, really, as far as managing his, uh, his game. He's got a sports psychologist, uh, a lady that, uh, he works with. But, um, you know, he, he's had a lot of, I think, excellent instruction up to this point, right? And guys that he's worked with, he, he's got a beautiful golf swing. We've talked about it. And, uh, really, it's on, honestly one of my favorite. And I've talked about it many times. And Wyndham Clark's hitting balls, you stop. I mean, the, the, the sound that the ball makes on that face. So it's a very clean move. But he's someone that said, look, I'm going to go about it on my own and, and self-discover and own it. And whether you're working with a teacher or not, and this goes from a professional game to the amateur game, the bottom line is is at some point you have to kind of own what you're doing, right? And yeah. and, and every teacher is trying to create that environment for that player to self-discover and own it. And, and I think for Wyndham, maybe he just had to – Kind of take a step away and clear his mind. Now, the one thing I will say is on the putting side, uh, he's been struggling with his putting, and he he mentioned this guy that he was working with, right? Like he 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 talked about, yeah, my uh, uh, putting coach, a guy that I worked with. His name is Mike. And that was it. All right, well, it's Mike Kansky. Okay, that's uh, that's his putting. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, He's uh, someone that works with uh, Phil Kenyon uh, on putting, and, and that's the guy that uh, took a look at Wyndham and helped him out. And and my God, have you ever seen anybody make putts like that during the 60? That was insane to watch. I mean, it was it was like a mic drop. Oop, you still there? Yeah. I, did Did you hear me? No, go ahead. Do it again. I think you cut out there just for a second. Oh, I said it was like a mic drop. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 
I mean, 190 yeah. feet it, in the strokes gained error is like top five total amount of feet ever made. Um, and we're talking about um, conditions that were, you know, everyone's like, oh, course record, ball in hand. Well, you know, you always have your ball in hand on the green, and the guy made 200 feet of putts. I mean, give him credit. I mean, it was awesome. It was windy out there. It was really challenging. And he goes out on the front nine. I mean, most people, you're not there, right? So on the first tee, Wyndham Clark almost whiffed his tee shot. It's a layup hole. They don't hit driver. He hit his he hit his first tee shot, low right, um, maybe 30 yards short of his target. And then he played the, the rest of that nine in 27 shots. Guy's good. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, yeah he is good. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, he is good. And he, and he's and he's trending. He's continuing um to yep. climb. He's got three wins now in the PGA tour. Of course, he won the the major last year. And so Wyndham Clark is moving good. That's a good thing. I, I enjoy watching Wyndham Clark uh, play the game and yeah. we'll we'll look to get him on the podcast here real soon. All right, let's let's turn the corner um to Phoenix today's podcast. Thank you for being here. Brought to you by About Golf Simulators. And uh we've got a busy week, man. I've been busy. I'm telling you, like I've been teaching my tail off. It's been unbelievable January. So it's been fun, not only in the studio, but, but online. And you can see this hat here, this, this, uh, true spec hat that I have on, you know, they're my yeah. partners in club fitting. So, um, you know, we got them here in, uh, in the Travis Holton golf studio. They got locations all across the country too. Let me tell you something. This experience is really, really good. So, um, shout out to, uh, to my partners there. All right. Waste management. Phoenix Open, TPC Scottsdale, one of my favorite events. Yeah. It's time to party. It's time to get some people out there and, and, and let loose a little bit. Um, you know, I when, when I first got into the business, Keith, back in 1999, I sold my car and bought a pickup, rented a U-Haul, and moved to Scottsdale. And I took a I took a flyer on a on a guy by the name of Scott Sackett, who was the top 100 teacher and he was starting this company called resort golf and i went I, I went down and interviewed when i got back i put my two weeks in where i was at in uh, gateway golf center clarkston washington shout out joel damon um and i i i, I so I, I was like you know what i'm leaving i'm going i need to learn more about this craft of teaching golf and at the time like most there wasn't a lot of guys doing it full-time teaching you know butch was ledbetter was mclean was but there wasn't a whole lot yeah. And so I packed it up. My dad drove down with me and he's like, well, where are you going to live? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just going to get down there and figure it out. Yeah. And so I got down there. I rented this apartment in this lady's house. I t- taught at Gateway Golf Center, which is, it's not there anymore. It's prime real estate on Scottsdale Road. It's not, I think they tore it down and, and put an office building there. But that's where I cut my teeth. That's where I started. And I finished the story with this. I was there when Andrew McGee aced 17th. I was there standing by the green with my friend on the rope. They were putting. The ball comes tumbling down the hill, okay? Yeah. And it hits. I can't remember who it hit, but it hit the shaft of his putter, and, and they and they all flinched, and the ball went in. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, did that ball just go in the hole? Because you couldn't really see the hole from where we were. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, that was a just an iconic moment, Andrew McGee acing uh, 17. And that's when you could, uh, that's when we would sit behind 16, Keith, which yeah. is fully enclosed now and crazy, right? Yeah. We would sit behind 16 on the hill and watch the, the, the shots come in and then turn around and watch the tee shot on 17. Cause I love 17. 17 is fantastic. Tom Weisskopf, 
getting it done. Jay, I mean, that, that is Borsch. a great, great spot. Yeah. I mean, it's What's a that? super, it's, it's a great template for, uh, you know, a risk reward short par four. I mean, yep. you know, there's a lot of TPC courses that uh, get a lot of criticism and, uh, this is definitely one of their best in the, uh, in the inventory for sure. TPC Scottsdale par 71. You've got 11 really great tests on the par four front. You've got these great risk reward par fives. Um, you know, not the longest and hardest par threes in the world, right. but you find that over the course of 72 holes in playing them that, you know, the guys, not a lot of guys play them even par or better, the par threes. So it, uh, what in the last 10 years, average winning score, 17 under par. So it's not a birdie fest. Um, you gotta have a nice balance yeah. between bogey avoidance and, uh, and birdie or better percentage. And, uh, I mean, I like it. I, I think it's tons of fun and the, the atmosphere just compounds the interest there. I, I think the atmosphere and the people kind of overshadow how good the course is. I really think it's a really, really good yeah. golf course. One of the better TPCs. And, you know, we had an academy there and, and um, tour academy and I've played it a couple times and I really enjoyed it. I've played, I don't know, probably 75% of the TPCs across the country and it's, it's up there. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a good test. Like you said, um, you go back to Scheffler, of course, he's won back to back now. He was uh, 19. Under last year, 16 and 2022. Kepka's won it a couple times. He was 19. Webb Simpson um, came back and beat Tony Finau. My goodness. I, I mean, I had Tony Finau to win that week. And he just, he, he couldn't make a birdie coming in. Get on Remember the list. The last five holes, didn't he part them all? And Webb come roaring back and won that. Anyway. Yeah. Ricky Fowler's uh, won here. Hideki's won a couple times. Phil Mickelson, no surprise. It's, uh, Look, I, I when I, I walk away from that course and I and I look at my notes in handicap in this, it's it's always interesting, right? You come from Pebble, and guys are going to be bombing it now off the tee. You know, they're at Pebble, um, the driving distance go down. There's a little, you know, some force kind of things. Guys hitting not not driver as much, and so you can you can let the big dog out this week. Unlike last week, um, probably going to be a little little firmer, a little faster. Um, but there is some rain, so that might slow things down just a little bit. You mentioned the par fives, three reachable par fives. I love them. And, um, and, and guys go from like, look, they go from hitting a lot of wedges last week. And then I think we got to bump it up into more middle iron play, right? This week, it seems like you've got a lot of that 150 to 175 type where last week it, there was more wedges into green. So strokes can approach. We're going to push it past the wedge game and, and maybe more into the short to mid irons. Um, let's take advantage of the par fives. Let's let the big dog hunt. Um, these greens usually run around 12. They're, they're, I wouldn't say like the most undulated, right? They're, they're fairly flat and they're usually just absolutely perfect shape. I mean, perfect. I, hey, from, from on the grounds here, I, I think the most important things, I mean, you covered most of it there. From, from, from being here on property, I, I think it's important to note that, um, we probably won't get true desert conditions till about Saturday. Uh, yeah. We're going to get about an inch mm -hmm. of rain between um, today, tomorrow, and early Thursday. Uh, you might want to watch your first-round leader waves on Thursday. Just quick PSA. It's going to be raining here on Thursday morning if the forecast holds up, or at least pay attention to all of that. Um, the, th the three biggest factors for me are you, you look at who the past champions are, right? Eight of the last nine guys are major champions. So, like – it's a ball striker's paradise. You need speed. You need power. 
Yeah. Right. If you can keep it on the green, which is the rough for the fairway, there's very little rough here. If you can keep it out of the desert, keep it between the cacti, then you can play aggressively. And aggressive play is rewarded here. Um, Mid-iron approach play, you're going 150 to 175. I'm going a little deeper only because I like to include the par fives in that. So I'm going to go 175 okay. to, to 225, which is mm. on the PGA Tour these days is a mid-iron. You know, that's your seven iron to five iron range. And um, I think that's where a lot of the scoring is going to come from. You know, there's five uh, par fours that are over 450 uh, of the 11. And, uh, you know, like of, of the last five champions in par four scoring, they've gained like a dozen strokes on the field. So you got to get after those 11 holes and they're varied. And we, we already, you know, gave a claim to number 17. But, you know, you look at holes like 14 that are really tough par fours. And, you know, those are holes where when guys are making birdies, you're, you're, you're getting a leg up on the field. And I just, um, and the third thing is the atmosphere, you know, so I want the ball striking. I, I think you need, the, I need you, you definitely need some speed and power. You look at the past champions here. And then the last thing is the atmosphere. Um, there's a reason why certain guys just don't like to come here. And there are, you know, like when you think of a guy like, you know, that like a Ricky Fowler, you know, his, some of his best golf he's ever played has been in Ryder Cups. Well, I mean, that's a similar type of atmosphere. And it, and it makes sense to me that of those last nine, he's the only one that's not a major champion, but a world-class player that's won here. Um, it takes a really well-rounded skill set. And you also have to be like, I don't say everyone has to take their shirt off, but like, you know, it's, you walk in that arena on 16, it's not for the faint of heart. I've no. been there. I've no. been there many times and it is, uh, it is, um, you know, it's the epitome of cancel well, culture for sure. I mean, any anytime you have Big Bird watching you play golf, I mean, that's <laughs> – look, I didn't see Big Bird in the fan in stands last year. I, I need to see Big Bird this year. He needs to be back in the stands. I mean, that cracks me up every single time. It is an absolute uh, hoot. Is this tournament – the Thunderbirds put it on. It's a great show. I've been there a few yeah. times, and, uh, man, if you can – if you've never been, you should take the trip. It's worth the experience. If you don't go there, you should come here in March. Uh, I played real quick TPC Sawgrass yesterday in a media day. Yep. And you want to talk about a golf course that's in absolutely perfect shape. I mean, that course is plush. I mean, it is going. I mean, it might be the best I've ever seen it. Um, and so when we get to the players here in about a month's time, uh, that thing is going to be glowing, I promise you. So it was fun. I'd say it's cold. Like, I'm kind of crashing right now. I don't know if you can tell on my face, but – Man, I went out yesterday. I was like, I had a, t- a, sh- a golf shirt on and a, and a little pullover. And, and like, man, I'm going to take this off in an hour. You know, the sun's going to come out. It's going to be like, feel like 70. No. Every once in a while. And I remember this when I was teaching at Sawgrass. There, there's so many times where I would go to lunch at 12. I'd come out at 1 and you'd feel the temperature drop. Like you would feel something push in from the ocean. Yeah. And sometimes the cloud cover would just, it would just sit. Like, you know, a lot of, you're always going to see the sun, right? In Florida, most of the time, but sometimes it pushes in and and it just sits and and it comes down from the north and the wind starts blowing and it is cold. Like we froze our ass off yesterday. Um, I hit, I hit a little chippy eight iron on 17. That's how hard the wind was blowing at us. I mean, that holds a mile and a half from the Atlantic Ocean. You know, like I mean, just every saying. once in a while, it just comes in from the north and it's freezing. Anyway, let's get to our first take. My friend, you know how to do it. Lead us, my friend. I got a new JT for you this week. Okay. Justin Thomas. 
It's not that I don't like the postman this week. I actually Feel do. It. But but Justin Thomas, I, everyone, you know, here, here, everyone, I don't like the number. I don't like the number. When do you not like winning a bet that's 10 to 1? Let's be honest. Right. I mean, come on. Um, you know, I, I hear this all the time, the eye test on Twitter. How about like, you know, boots on the ground test? I watched that guy on Saturday play with Cantley, and he didn't miss a shot in those conditions. I mean, it was really impressive what his ball striking has gotten back to. And if there's one thing that, like, when I go back to, like, Southern Hills where I was there or any of the events that I was there where JT played really good, the thing that I marvel about JT is his control of his arm speed. And someone's like, well, what does that mean, Keith? Well, I know you know what that means, but, like, when he plays those touch shots with his irons and he has complete control of how much he's accelerating his arms into the shot. So whether it's a nice little like smooth flighted wedge or he's hitting like just a smoke show five iron from like 225 and he's just launching this thing to the sky. It's amazing. I mean, like there's like very few guys that have had that talent at that level. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I guarantee he picked that up from being around Tiger because mm-hmm. Tiger was very good at that. But man, oh man, he was second in the field tee to green last week. If there was one thing that JT did good at all last year, it was certainly around the green. He's he's a great chipper, pitcher, putter of the golf ball. Uh, not putter, sorry, but chipper and pitcher of the golf ball. And JT's not going to win at a place like Pebble where the greens are really challenging. You look at a place like TPC Scottsdale where – Whoa, whoa, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That's a, that's a, you just took a shot at me because you know that was my first look last week was I said, JT, it doesn't matter where he's playing. You got to ride the wave. And if they would have played the fourth round, JT would have won. <laughs> Come on. If it's in butts, I mean, seriously, you know, I, <laughs> by, by 6 p.m. on Saturday, I had over 75K in parlays on DK. You know what happened to those? The same what? thing with JT in the final round. Voided. Nothing. Mm. Right. So don't even get me started. Right. Okay. The fact of the matter is, is that when you get down to picking winners and you're splitting hairs, the greens, this is why like four of the last five years, JT has been in the top 10 there. This is why, because it, yeah. the, the greens here aren't as challenging as, you know, let's say Pebble or some of the other, you know, golf courses. And it's worth mentioning this, you know, like there's a lot of confusion over what kind of greens these are. If you're a model type of person and you're like trying to check a box over what they are, this poet trivialis that they put on the Bermuda here is like a velvet carpet. Mm-hmm. You put it on it yesterday at Sawgrass. They use the same blend there. Okay. So it's, good. it's not a POA folks. It's not Bermuda. Do not check those boxes. It's not POA from the last two weeks. And it's not Bermuda. Like you're thinking about at the Honda classic or, you know, one of those sites, it actually plays more like a Northern vent grass. It's super, super true. And as a result, that's why more and more of these courses are going to this. And you see the ball roll true. You don't see a lot of that, like, POA confusion like we've seen over the last couple of weeks where guys look at, like, four-footers and they miss the hole. And they're like, whoa, you know. Like, it, it what's it? Uh, TPC Scottsdale was, like, third um, highest for make percentage over 15 feet last year on the PGA Tour. So what's that tell you? Yep. Scotty Scheffler can putt well there. And if Scotty Scheffler had his best putting performance of the year there last year, then you know it's easy to putt. I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? So I love, I love JT this week. And above all else, you know he's a mutter. 
And yep. he loves it. He loves this atmosphere. JT, he's the only guy I know who could wear a cardigan and have every frat boy from here to Pebble scream his name and like, JT, let's go. You know, like it just <laughs> never stops. I mean, and the guy's rocking like a shawl collar. I mean, I don't even know. It's like, it's classic, but he's, he's a, he's a bro's bro and yep. uh, he's, and he's back and, and you gotta love it. It's good for the sport. He is back. Fifth at Fortnite, third at American Express, sixth at AT&T. I, I was, you know, I went with him last week as my first look because you know, nothing's making sense, right, in in the world of professional golf, all these long-shot winners. And I was like, you know what? I know this is probably not the best spot for JT to win. I think your points are valid on the green. But I'm picking him anyway, you know, because the one thing you have to ride with JT is a momentum player, and the momentum is building. Oh, yeah. Uh, his putter let him down a little last week. But I think you made good points. These greens are not as tricky. A little more in front of him. I think he feels good here. Clearly, his record speaks to it. All right. Where are you going? My first. I'm going to give you a little something to chew on, all right? I'm going to give you a little something to chew on here. My man, Akshay. You know how I feel about this guy. I I, I like this kid. Man, I really do. I see some 60s, a lot of 60 to ones right now, 50. You know, you got to shop around a little bit, obviously, out there. But that's kind of where he's coming in. I just I just get the feeling. I, I love this kid's skill set. I think it's through the roof. And for those that are watching, okay, and I'm just going to nerd out here for a second because this dude can strike the golf ball. I mean, he can strike the golf ball. And you just look at that move, and you look at that last picture on the right, Keith. Yeah. I can promise you yesterday – with the wind blowing 25, my spine felt like a two by four. Um, my hips were like locked up. I couldn't turn. I, I honestly felt like I was 68 years old yesterday trying to swing a golf club out there, just like shriveling up cold. It was sad. And so there's no chance that I could even rotate and get open and control the face like you see on that last picture on the right. I mean, that is just cash. Are we talking about Akshay or what are we doing? Cash. So this dude, yeah, Akshay, not me. God, no. Come on. And so you just, this kid can go. This kid can go. Akshay, where we've been since the start of the year, 14th at Century, 13th at Sony. Okay, missed the cut at the American Express. Just overlook that. 13th at the Farmers. We know he can go an approach game. We know he's got length in his driver, okay? His short game scares me a little bit at times. But his putter, okay, is coming, folks. His putter is waking up, and he is turning into a much improved putter. And you're looking at positive 4.8 at Century. You're looking at positive 4.8 at at Farmers. And so he comes in there, and he drives the ball like he does. He puts up a little positive 4 or 5 spot in his approach game like he does. And then he keeps his putter going the way that he does. I mean – Akshay is going to be there, folks. I mean, he is going to be there. You can mark it down. This is my first win of the year. Akshay Batia, they love people, love the purple pants uh, on 16 as well. So when he shows up in those purple pants, the joggers, they love that stuff. Is that really purple? It's kind of like a Cabernet. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like a fine wine. Hey, I mean, the putting part is is proven. He, was, he ranked 183rd on the tour last year in putting. Uh, this year, he's top 15. Yeah. So if, Awesome. And he's definitely a top 20 ball striker. That's a fact. I mean, yep. that kid, can, he's an absolute straight flusher. I remember I saw him, the first time I saw him live was at the 2017 um, Junior President's Cup at Plainfield Country Club in Jersey. 
And uh, I'm like, who is this guy? You know, like, you know, digital underground lookalike guy. Everyone's making fun of this kid. And uh, then I watched him hit it. And I was like, look at that noise. I was like, woo, baby. I was like, you got to love compression. And, uh, oh. you know, he's a junior golfer at that point. So um, he also seems like he's really comfortable with who he is and his, and his world. Um, he goes to the broomstick, top 15 putter. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, this event's a good fit. I, I can't, I can't argue against that. That's for sure. I, I, I like it. <laughs> Here you go. Right. Yeah. That's your, bring it back up. Would you all make a money? <laughs> there he is. Yes. That's it. That's telling you. That's your boy right there in the hit. He's gonna get he's gonna get a big win this week. All the guys in town. Scheffler's there. I saw Xander uh, is no longer. He uh, withdrew. And Victor surprised. Any concern with one of those two? Uh, they going, Xander... they going to live. Oh, stop! You know, please. It's uh, no live talk today. Um, Victor was not good at Pebble. This does not surprise me whatsoever. Uh, he was like last in the field in short game. Um, he looked a little lost. And the things that Victor's good at, um, he was not. He was not very strong at, uh, Xander's been good all, all year. Maybe yeah, this is with the bad weather again this week. I mean, I, I think it's just like, it's a lot, you know, um, you know, he's played a bunch of golf already yeah. and, uh, sure. He'll probably take Mexico off after Riviera. He'll take, um, Palm beach off, but then, you know, they come right back for two in a row with, um, with Bay Hill and, and then players. And let's be honest. I mean, these guys, guys like a Xander top five in the world, he's, He's trying to save himself for four events this year. And, um, you know, none of them are those. And none of them are the WM Phoenix Open. You know, no offense. So top of the board takes a little bit of a hit. But I I, I think that that, um, you know, it probably saved people a lot of money because people would have been heavy on Xander this week. And, uh, yeah, you know, for sure. he's going to be, you know, if you don't bet him top five, then you're probably not winning anything. So. All, the All right, so All let's uh, let's let's steer the ship here. We've got uh, you know you got Scheffler up there. Of course, he's the favorite, five to one. He's going for three in a row. Um, you like JT? Yeah. Spieth uh, is playing. Homa's there. Sam Burns has shown some early signs on the West Coast. Ben On is uh, getting a lot of respect. There's Wyndham Clark, last week's winner. Does he keep it going? Does he make another 160 feet of putt? He's coming in at 20, let's see, 20, there's 25, it looks like, on average to one. Fitzpatrick trying to find his game right now. He's uh, he's at 30. JT, he's been very good start this year, very consistent at 33. Drive us here. What, uh, any names there as we start to climb and scroll down into the board? You know, I... DraftKings ran a contest where they opened up the WM Phoenix Open back in like October for some reason. Don't ask me why. Just this one event. Maybe they thought it was going to be signature again. I don't know. But the popularity of this event, um, it's not hyperbole. It, it can't be overstated. I mean, you're talking about the second largest attendance of a sporting event outside only to the Summer Olympics. This thing takes five days and the Summer Olympics is over like 20 days, right? So, I mean, this thing is popular, but some of the movement in the lines since they posted that and then when it flipped on Monday was very interesting to me. And, you know, some guys that went really far forward are like Ben on. So there's a lot of stock price rise, rising there. 
And some guys that went in reverse are like a Sung JM. And I think you got to pay attention to that stuff. The guy, the guy that you mentioned there at the top of the board that kind of scares me the most, um, is Sam Burns. You know, I, I don't know if I can mm-hmm. get there to bet Agreed. Sam Burns. Like Sam Burns to me is just like a, he's a first click placement here, um, for sure. But like, I don't know if he, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to bet him to win, but like he scares me the most at the top there because he's been playing pretty well lately. He played good here last year and he's very good on this putting surface. Very, very good. He won a couple times yeah. at Valspar, um, on this, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, so, it, you know, the movement on the board is all very interesting to me, you know, and, um, What's interesting right now, let me just jump in real quick because Ricky Fowler's in there like 50 to 60 to one. I get a lot of questions about Ricky and this and that. And, and, and of course we, we know that when he rolled in here last year, like Ricky's game was back when we just saw top 20 after top 20, um, with his game before he won at Rocket Mortgage. And so you look at the start of this year and Ricky, you know, he, he hasn't played uh, great. He was 56 at Century, missed the cut at the American Express, 47th at Pebble. And it's just been the putter. Like he, he's kind of, he's trying to find his way again, um, with that putter. And, and, you know, when that putter goes, which it does, you know, for, for, for players, right? Like you just, you're out there and all of a sudden it goes, it can be debilitating to the rest of the game. So can, can Ricky get back to some good vibes? We know he likes, uh, we, we know he probably likes it there. And um, can he get back some good fights, see some putts to go in? Because uh, that's what it's going to take to get him back to the Ricky Fowler that we started to see at this time last year, the resurgence um, of his game. Let me ask you about Thomas Dietrich, okay, because we get down to the board. And I talked about Dietrich. Um, uh-huh. I talked about Dietrich, yes, or last week. I really like Thomas Dietrich's game, you know, and and I give it a lot of praise where – I think the question is with Dietrich is can he muster up enough late on a Sunday, right? That's, I think he has the game to win. I do. It's a, it's a very nice game, but can he do enough late on a Sunday to get the job done? And that's what we're talking about here. Do you, do you buy a Thomas Dietrich? Let's say I'll, I'll, I'll go twofold one here at this place. He's been playing well. And do you buy Dietrich getting over the hump at maybe some point this year and getting the winner's circle? Oh. I do not buy it here. No, okay. I would sell. Um, okay. and the reason being is uh, a, a couple, a couple things. Um, number one, the weakness in Thomas Dietrich's game is on approach. Uh, if you, even with the fourth place at Pebble, you know, he lost almost two strokes attacking the greens. Um, even with the 20th at Farmers, he lost on approach and approach is really a, a differentiating factor here with those mid irons. He's also never played here before. So, um, Waste Management Phoenix Open for me is one of those places where I I saw Thomas Dietrich on the range last week. I saw him play a couple of shots. I wouldn't say I I saw him play more than two or three. Um, uh, Very, very solid. Um, Did very well on Saturday playing in the Mm -hmm. final group. Uh, He was better than Scotty Scheffler. Um, And, you know, so I am impressed. Do I think he can win? Yes, I think he is the caliber player that can, but he needs to do what like JT Poston's done or like Wyndham Clark's done. He needs to ratchet down that approach game, and he doesn't have it right now. Waste Management Phoenix Open is the third most predictive golf course on the PGA Tour. So Augusta's number one. YLA, generally speaking, is number two. Uh, Bay Hill's up there too. You know, like the the, the ones that we go to every single year, and it seems to have the same winners. Um, 
it's tough for a rookie to win here. As good as Dietrich's playing, um, I just don't know. A lot of people, um, I think the big joke on Twitter is like playing Thomas Dietrich is like day trading. Like he's great on Thursday, but you know, you wouldn't buy him on Sunday type of thing. Um, yeah, he's got to get over that hurdle. And the only way he's going to do it is if he improves that approach game, which right now isn't at a place where he's going to be able to contend for 72 holes against the likes of, you know, half a dozen, at least of these other guys. Going the tournament history, you, you make some good points there about playing this course, having a little experience. JT, last five rounds, the guys blitzed it. He's number one. Xander, two. Scheffler. I mean, those guys. Scheffler's top three everywhere. Uh, Matsuyama's played well here. He's one of the couple times uh, trying to find some forks. Sungjae, you know, where are we at with him right now? He's trying to find some form. He was T6 here last year. Uh, Max Homa's done okay here. Fowler, I talked about, had the win back in 19. Stop me if there's a name that maybe is of a concern as I go down in order strokes gain total um, over the last five year, Billy Horschel, Matt Kuchar's in the top 10, Adam Hadwin, JT Post and Spieth, Wyndham Clark. Right there. Adam Hadwin. Okay. Right. The, uh, so in the betting world, I'm not superstitious, but there are signs that come to you from time to time. So the other day, Sunday golf gets canceled. I need to get lunch. I put this story out on Twitter. It's funny, but it was more about Tom Hoagie at the time. So I go to Jersey Mike's to grab a cheesesteak and uh, I'm sitting there and I walk in and I'm like, man, look who's in here. Tom Hoagie eating a hoagie. It is what it is. I mean, it, it, it writes itself. So I walk into Jersey Mike's and Tom Hoagie's sitting there and I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy. And then I started thinking about it. I go, man, next week, Hoagie could be a consideration, especially if you if we're going to continue and go seven weeks in a row with guys over 100 to one, right? We'll talk about that later. But as I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for my sub, another guy walks in, Adam Hadwin. And I'm like, man, I'm like, is somebody like trying to tell me something right now? Like for, for Waste Management Phoenix Open? Adam Hadwin, of those names you just listed, is really interesting to me. He's been playing very well mm-hmm. lately. He's always played well in the desert. He always puts well on the surface. Um, he, he's a, just an incredible scorer. Um, with a wedge in hand, and this is the type of place that, yeah, he's not a bomber, but if you look at how Webb Simpson did it, Adam Hadwin could follow the same blueprint. And he's one of those guys where at this point on a Tuesday, I'm not sure if I'll get there on the win, but he'll definitely be all over my card, whether it's from DFS and certainly for a high placement, because I think Adam Hadwin's stock is on the rise and where I would pause, even though Dietrich looks pretty good, I would be much happier this week to take Adam Hadwin, even them head-to-head if you want to go a little action there. Um, I, I like where Hadwin's at. And, um, and uh, you know, if the guy's walking in Jersey Mike's and I'm there, I mean, could be the golf gods just trying to tell me something. And, and you, you and I, or at least I, I have to pay attention to those signs. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. I, you know, as we work down the board here, I was happy for Mark Hubbard last week, finished third. Um, it's nice to see his putter wake up. We know Hubbard can go, you know, with his ball striking. So I was, oh, yeah. I was, uh, I was happy to see him go positive four. And I, in fact, I mentioned him in, in the show. Like, I think this could be a spot for him, um, at Pebble Pebble. And it was nice to see his, uh, uh, see some putts go in. But now we start getting down into the hundreds and, you know, there's Daniel Berger. We know he's, he's, 
a guy that's trying to find his game, get some reps back out there. He's around the 100, 110 to 1. Good course history. Good course history. Good course history. Yep. I think he's an interesting look for, for Berger. I really do. I mean, oh, we yeah. know what his ceiling is. It's up there. And so, you know, I saw some good things. I I, I, I tend to like what Berger has done, um, you know, with his swing and he's healthy. I, I, I like it. I, I think he's on his way back. Am I going to play him to win? I, I don't know, but I, I would stop and pause and throw his name in the hat and say, you, this is someone that you need to be looking at. And he catches fire with the putter. Who knows? Speaking of the putter, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to see Lucas kind of going back right the other way. Now we, we saw Lucas win a couple times last year and that putter was um, just completely turned around. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's, He's struggling a little bit with with the flat stick. He's down there at 125 to one. A guy that you mentioned, Svensson. He's a guy that you mentioned from time to time. Um, speaking of Iron Game, improved me. Taylor Montgomery. He's down there at 100. We know he can. He, he's used to playing in in some desert golf. Growing up in Las Vegas, where the where the Super Bowl is this week. And then there's Nick Taylor. Oh, let me remind you. He finished second here last year. Yeah. Yeah. You buy him? I mean, when you when you go, you gonna buy him to win, Nick Taylor? No. No, I, uh, I went there in the desert and, uh, um, Nick Taylor didn't show up. So, um, he's blacklisted for the moment. It's, it's not, I'm not going there, but up there in the hundreds burger, you mentioned, right. Uh, you know, I mentioned that DK contest yep. that came yep. out in October. They had, they had a guy by the name of Siwoo at a hundred to one. And now he's down to 60 to one. Siwoo Kim was a top five approach player last week at Pebble. Yeah. He's playing really good. He's a guy that's, you know, you didn't mention him in that range, but he's definitely a guy I'm going to be playing this week. Another guy that's been playing reasonably yeah. well lately. And when I say reasonably, that means they're on my radar. When I go on site, folks, I'm, I'm looking for these guys because it's like, all right, the numbers are what they are. I want to see it with my PGA eyes in person. And we're at a TPC. So how do you not think about TPC Lee? KH Lee, right, has been good lately and he has a good course history yep. here and he's over 100. He's at like 100 mm. he's at like 110. So there's a couple wow. there's a couple 100 plus bombs there that I mean I know Siwoo's not there now but like between between Berger, KH Lee, Tom Hoagie, those guys I I can see those guys doing it. I can certainly see those guys doing it. And in the in the placement world, oh for sure, Siwoo, yeah. Oh, I mean, Siwoo uh, was striking the ball scary good last week, scary good. And if you look, he's actually been like okay with the putter. Like he's like similar. Like when Siwoo gets hot ball striking, it's like Scheffler. If I can just get if I can just get Siwoo to gain like a stroke with the putter, we're good. And this is the type of place that's set up for him to do it. And he's hitting the, his irons that good. I you really. You can't overstate this, Travis. You really have to be a great iron player this week. And yep. look at the guys that we're talking about. Akshay, JT, yep. you know, Siwoo, uh, Tom Hoagie. I mean, these guys are just straight flushers with a seven iron. They hit it like people, they hit it as close as you do when you're chipping, right? Like these guys, they're, they're, they are, they are like radar. And, uh, it's, a, it's going to be a big difference this week. Again, it's not going to be pure desert conditions. It's not like super firm and fast. We're going to get an inch of rain this week. It's cold. It's damp. The weather followed me. It's And it's going to be wet again next week because they're getting dumped on out in L.A. as well with what was up in San Francisco. So, like, these greens are going to have a – they're going to be a little receptive. If your proximity to the hole 
is like that of Tom Hoagie, you're at a huge advantage. JT, huge advantage. Scotty, huge advantage. But we're not playing Scotty at five to one, right? So at the end of the day, like these are the guys that you've got to favor in your lineups and in your betting cards. It has to happen. Okay. So with that said, I'm going to follow that logic. And I'm going to go down to 150 to one, and I'm going to go right. straight approach play, and I'm going to go Sam Ryder. Talk, great yeah. one. There you go. So Excellent. if you're going to go down that, if you're going to go down, you got to have an iron game. You want to be good yeah. in that 150 plus range. He checks both boxes. Um, yep. You know, can he can he do enough off the tee and with the putter? We we've seen Sam run up the leaderboard last year a number of times. So. All right, we start stretching the odds. Sam Ryder, Svensson, Eric Cole, you know, some of the, you know, we, his name pops up there. And I'm just talking from an approach game here. We know Hubbard can go. We talked about him. Hoagie can go. Yep. EVR can go. Chesson Hadley, I think, is interesting down here. He can go. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'll, I'll weed out Sam Ryder in the 150 range. Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you know, you look at the places that Sam Ryder plays great. They're ball striking, you know, arenas like the Farmers. You know, he was great on the South Course last year. Um, yeah, I mean, if could like could like Lucas Glover, thirty-one at AT and T last week. Yeah, I mean, if Lucas Glover can even find a putter, you know, he would be great here. You know, I mean, oh, he's one of the he's top God. five. Yeah. I mean, Lucas Glover's a top five mid iron player in the world. You know, like that guy. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely, you know, he brings the thunder and impact. Look, the it's great. coming to an end. I mean, we've seen four. We've seen the we've seen the four straight here of a hundred plus odds. We we've seen some bombers, right? And so it, it's it's coming to an end this week. I, there, I I'm comfortable with. I think the names that we mentioned up up top the board. I mean, you go back to the past winners and the Shepherds and the Kepkas and the Fowlers and Hadekis. I mean, these are Webb Simpson in his day. I mean, these are. The guys, right? I mean, these are the yep. dudes. And so it, it speaks to, I think, how good this course is. I really do. And, and you gotta be, and you gotta be complete. And so, yes, it's fun to throw some names at, but the street comes to an end this week, Keith. It comes to an end and we're going to see, I think, under 30, 40 to one win this thing. Hey, average free tournament odds, the last 10 winners is 38 to one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, you're spot on there. It's uh, eight of the last nine winners are major champions. Um, six of the last ten are twenty eight hundred or better. So I mean, you, we're going to have a leaderboard on Sunday that's going to take you right into the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. I mean, it's going to be like it, it is going to be so entertaining. Six of the last eight holes have water. You know, like one last thought I'll throw out. Okay, if the tour wanted to create an exciting atmosphere mm-hmm. for like. To make the President's Cup matter, this would be a great venue for that type of match. Or if we go down like a team road or something like that in the next two to four years where there's like a a team championship and people Mm -hmm. are going to play match play somewhere, this venue with the risk reward and what Jay Morris and Tom Weisskopf have done, um, I I don't even want to call it a TPC course. I mean, it's just way too much fun. If you've never played this golf course, folks, or if you've never gone to a tournament, this has got to be one that you got to go try. I mean, yeah. it is just, it's so entertaining. And uh, I couldn't even imagine like something like a, like a, a, a world stage match play event here, how much fun it would be. Uh, I agree. It, 
you know, and people say, oh, the 18th hole is kind of weak. And I'd be like, well, guess what? They're not going to get to the 18th hole. It's all going to come down to 15, 16, and 17. And there's going to be so much entertainment. Um, and we'll see it all on Sunday. It'll be great. You know, chances are it'll be better than the Super Bowl. Well, I like so. the idea of being able to make a birdie on 18, though. And, uh, you know, I, I like the sure. idea of that. You know, I, I do. I, I think it's a really good finish, a really good finish. The risk-reward oh. par 5, 15th. 16th is on an island of its own. 17 is one of my favorite holes. Um, and then 18's like, okay, I'm down one. But, I, you know, it's not it's not 500 with thick rough on either side. I have no chance to make birdie. It's, you know, I got I got to fit it in between the bunker and, and, and the water. And I'll tell you, as long as guys hit it now, they, they, they bite off more on the left side now too. And they get in those, you know, those oh, moguls. Yeah. So I, I just, it's underrated, man. This golf course is underrated and it's great. It, it's, it's the, the, the environment kind of, you know, it takes center stage, which it should, but it, it overshadows how good the course is. And that, so I'm, I'm glad that we've got a good field. Um, yes. I'm, I'm hopeful that the weather pans out. I can't wait to watch it. I've got two questions before you, before we get off. Okay. All right. Give me number one. Does Tiger play next week? And number two, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Yes, on Tiger. I think the bigger question is what logo is he wearing? Um, you know, a little social media this morning. He's he's a, he's a, he's creating uh, attention to say yeah. the least. Yeah. And um, who wins the Super Bowl? Hmm. <laughs> Golly, I mean, it's so hard right now. If, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but it's so hard to bet against Taylor Swift. Um, oh and I'm just so, I'm so done with it. So, uh, I'm going to yeah. say that, um, I, you're going for the aren't you? I want, I want the Seahawks fan here. You know that now, cause this is where I draw the line. Like it's fun to joke around, but when you pick the 49ers talking to a Seahawks fan, now we got problems. Yeah. I mean, but like. Overall, the 49ers are a better team. So I'm I think so too. Team. Yeah. I I'll, I'll take the 49ers. Okay. Yeah. And, I'll take, and, and, I'll uh, take the teams. I, I, I like the Shanahan family as coaches. I think they've always represented themselves really, really well. And, yeah. um, it would be kind of cool to see a father son both win Super Bowls. Um, Kyle's been there, what now a bunch of times and a bunch of NFC championship games. Um, he's due. And, uh, um, yeah, we need to come to an end. It's coming to an end after this year. We got ourselves that young coach, Mike McDonald. We're back, baby, next year. They better get it done this year because the Hawks are back in uh, ruling the NFC. All right. Good stuff, as always. Keith Stewart on site. Good to see your face. Waste Management Phoenix Open. We'll be back next week from Riv. Hopefully, Tiger Woods is in the field. Signature event, right? Yeah, signature event as yeah. we build up. With a cut. With signature a cut. with a cut with the cut as we build up to the yeah. florida swing and we'll be coming over here soon that's when i get excited i love the florida swing um i love ncaa championship basketball coming down and it's just like baseball's near I'm like so yeah I'm, I'm cool like i like when football starts but i like when we get to like middle of march too that's that's fun for me well i'll say this much last year it was a surprise that tiger kind of popped in there at genesis this year it's not going to be a surprise no he's definitely we all know he's going to play and I'm heading to L.A., and I love L.A. I loved LACC last summer. I loved Riv last year. Yeah. I can't wait for the atmosphere. Um, it's going to be fun this week. But when I hop over there to L.A., man, oh, man, it's showtime, and I cannot wait. Yep. Yeah, I, I played with Ryan Labner yesterday from Golf Channel, and he's he's been to a mall, and he said Ribs is his favorite. He said that's his favorite golf course on, on tour. Golf course, eh. Atmosphere, top top five. Maybe it was all. 100%. You know, he's taking it all. 100%. Anyway. 
yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be fun this week. be fun next week. You're on site, right? So we'll see you there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Easter at Read the Line, my man. Thanks for joining us, Stripe Show Pod. See you. Sweet.